Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. In this podcast, we'll be having discussions around the secrets which attract lasting, healthy, fulfilling relationships, creating a healthy mindset, and what women should know and understand about men. Introducing your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts, relationship expert, trainer, speaker, and best-selling author of The Cupid's Bow Technique. Lynn's mission is to have a positive impact in reducing divorce, domestic violence, and suicide. Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. This is your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts. And today I've got a returning guest, Ronnie Thompson. Welcome, Ronnie. Hi, Lynn. Thank you so much for having me back. My pleasure. Um, Ronnie is a former guest. She's a mindset and marriage coach. And I loved it when we had our last conversation and I thought, you know what, let's get Ronnie back on again, you know, because I, I really, really love Ronnie's stuff and she's brilliant at what she does and what she delivers. And we thought it might be a good time to actually discuss um, maybe loss or heartbreak at this moment in time, you know, around people's current situations, because it's a very strange time we're in at the moment, if you're listening on the replay. Uh, some point in the future, <laughs> we're in a sort of current strange situation of lockdown in the 2020 um, coronavirus situation that is forcing us to stay in isolation in our homes. And I just felt, you know, that some people are going to either be going through separation at this time or realizing their marriages have run their course or relationships have run their course or they've maybe recently split up and, it's, and they've, they've been the one that's, that, that's the injured party, so to speak, uh, and that might be feeling even more isolated and alone. So, Ronnie, I think you've got some brilliant mindset information around this, as, as well as almost a similar personal experience, but it will be a few years ago with your own relationship with your husband. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. So you're right, Lynn, it's really difficult um, times at the moment for, you know, for some people individually, but then it's really quite um, a straining situation on relationships as well, because, you know, we're spending all of this extra time with each other. And I know, you know, at the start of a, of a relationship, you know, you're in that honeymoon phase, you just want to spend every waking moment with each other but if you've been together a few years or you're married kids stuff like that you know it, it can actually spending all of this time together and, and all in the same house in the same bubble not having that time away to go to work um you know do the school run things like that it can actually um it will do one of two things it can either bring couples closer together because you know before they might not have seen each other you know really at all they might have just been you know, passing traffic in the night and, um, you know, so they've, they've come together and, and they've got this extra time together to chat and have conversation and there's no pressing matters or, or anything like that. And, and so, you know, it, it can be really quite a good thing um, to be spending all this extra time together. However, I do know um, a much higher percentage are probably in a bit of struggle street at the moment, you know, um, whether they are questioning their their own marriage or their relationship and and you know well could have already finished you know it could already um have have been too far gone to be able to fix it during this time off together so in that situation you know i think it's still very 
very important, you know, whether it's, whether it's trying to save that relationship or if it's too far gone is actually being focused on ourselves. And for some people that might, they may think, oh, that's a little bit selfish, but ultimately whether there's issues or whether it's going great, we need, we need to remember that we must work on ourselves first and, and find our own happiness first because we, we can tend to, in relationships, become a little bit reliant on our partner making us happy mm-hmm. and doing things for us to make us happy and we tend to lose ourselves a little bit. And I know from my, you know, my own personal experience, sort of once I got married, especially after I had kids, you become so busy in the parent thing and in the wife thing that you, you almost lose yourself and forget how to have fun, forget how to spend time by yourself because, you know, you've, already, you've just got the kids with you all the time. They become like an extra limb, I suppose. And so finding our own inner peace, I suppose, and our own inner happiness first goes a long way to deciding, you know, one of two things, whether we want to stay in the relationship and, and work on it and work on those issues or we do then go separate ways. And so if you go separate ways, if you stay, it's still just as important to find your own happiness first. So if you stay, you know, don't rely on your other half, you know, to be, to be making you, you know, finding your happiness, relying on them to provide that happiness for you. And if we go our own separate ways, then it's just as important to be mindful of what we like and what we feel happy with in ourselves before we go out searching or are open to the next relationship because we can take some of that baggage from the previous relationship into the next one. And so that can cause complications earlier on in the piece a little more than what what we'd want it to. So finding our own self-confidence first, no matter what the situation, can actually go a long way to, to helping us make that decision on whether to stay or whether to go. And that I can, I can absolutely, <laughs> I can vouch for that because it's, it's pretty much what I went through two years ago. It was very much a question on my mind on do I stay or do I go? And I started working on myself first and being happier within myself, not relying on my husband to do that. And so it definitely made the decision easier. And I found that self-confidence that, okay, if, if he's not up for working on this marriage, then I'm, I'm at peace with, with going. And so being at peace with whatever decision we make comes from finding our self-confidence again. Yeah, and I think just by making that decision in your own mind, you know what, I'm at peace whether he goes or I'm at peace whether he stays, actually yeah. energetically, you know, sends that your partners that, that message, doesn't it? And they feel then, I suppose, free then to make their decision and, you know, where previously there might have been a bit of resistance because they felt pressured or guilty around whatever decision they might make, they now feel, you know, energetically liberated, I suppose, <laughs> from your decision, <laughs> knowing that they'll, they'll be adding, you know, something to the relationship and complementing you as a person rather than being Absolutely. your crutch, so to speak. 
Yeah, absolutely. And and that's why I'm forever grateful that when it come down to the crunch, um, just in my own situation a couple of years ago, hubby was open to, you know, to doing the marriage counselling, to working on the issues that we had in the relationship. Because I think he sort of sensed an inner, um, you know, an inner confidence that I'd found in myself to to be like, well, crap, she's like ready to do this on her own and and I don't want her to do it on her own. So what do we, what can I do to make this situation better and what can I do to be the one to make her happy again? And so it, it I know for our situation it put him in a little bit of a, oh, oh, like I'm slackening off, you know, what, what can I do to make her happy again? And so he definitely felt more liberated like you said, I love that word, liberated, to actually put in that effort and, and do what he needed to do on his side of the relationship in order to bring us back together again. And I do know as well, even in situations, you know, I've had friends um, and family, you know, who've been in that situation, who are ready to to go their own separate ways. Having that self-confidence to say, yep, it's okay if you go, you know, it's it's okay, I can do it on my own. It definitely does help to take that take that pressure off the other person, so they're not feeling, I guess, an obligation to stay, an obligation to, you know, make sure that, you know, they can do it on their own. And so it's it's definitely it's beneficial no matter which way you go. If you go left or you go right, it's it's absolutely necessary to find your own happiness first, and then. If you decide to stay, then you start complementing each other after you've, you've found that common ground again. Yeah, and you know what? I think this is where a lot of people make mistakes, whether you're a man or a woman. You know, if you're the one that feels like you're the injured party, if you're the one that feels like you've been rejected, it's very important, I think, to switch your mindset around that uh, and see the rejection as, as not rejection, but you know what? Um, it's just time to reassess where you're currently at, you know, and like you say, Ronnie, you know, it's time to work on yourself because if that person is the right one for you, that relationship will come back strong again. If it's not, then they'll be doing you a favor by going and you believe me, you do not want to be in a relationship (laughs) with somebody who doesn't want to be in a relationship with you. Do you really? Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing by taking away that, um, I guess, the feeling of of them feeling obligated to stay because when we take the pressure off them, it provides everyone with so much more room and, and space to be able to find themselves again and to be able to find that confidence and that happiness because if one party's feeling a little bit trapped and they've been wanting to get out, they don't make the effort, they, you know, things start to go downhill in the relationship, then you can often find the other party um, doing all the work, doing all of the things to, to try and bring that relationship back and, and that's exhausting. And so, if, if you're not on a common ground and you're not both willing to put in the effort to work on that relationship, then, yeah, the, absolutely, you are being done a favour pretty much by, by splitting, splitting that partnership and doing your own thing. And it doesn't mean to say that you can't coexist 
perfectly fine or co-parent as well. You know, if you've got a family, if you're on that common ground and you're both happy to part ways and both be confident with the decision, I find that that's often a really good foundation in order then to move on and co-parent for the kids' sake, be able to get along well then for their sake and, and still be able to go to family functions or you know soccer games or whatever it might be and and be okay with with their presence and seeing them there rather than having that hurt and that hatred build up and build up mm. and then we find ourselves focusing so much on the wrongdoings and how much we've been hurt that there's no space to then work on ourselves because we tend to find we we fall into that slump of am I not good enough? You know, yes. why am I not good enough? Why doesn't he love me or she love me? Or why aren't they putting in the effort? And so we keep telling ourselves that and then it goes in, we basically training our subconscious to believe then that we're not good enough mm. and we're not worthy enough. And so the longer that goes on for, the more it's ingrained in yeah. you know, into our minds and it starts to show then different behaviours um, you know, lacking that self-confidence. And so the more we tell ourselves something, the more we start to believe it. And yeah. so when we really hone in and focus on all of the wrongdoings, all of the things that have been done to us rather than happening for us, then it, it can put us in a bit of a slump. And that's where the mindset change really needs to occur is often before the breakup or, or as, you know, after, shortly after the breakup, I suppose, is really flipping that mindset on its ass to go from why has this happened to me to how can I make this better in the future? And so, yeah, I think a lot of, a lot of doesn't even matter when it comes to relationships. It could just be in everyday life. Mm. It could be something that we've brought with us from childhood as well, but if something keeps happening over and over again and it feels wrong, we feel like we have been uh, ripped off in some way, yeah. a lot of it is coming from our subconscious. So retraining that and reframing that at the times when we feel like we've, we've been done hard done by is really important. I agree. I feel, you know, I've recently had clients talking about you know and there's some very similar situations being presented whereby you know they're feeling like they've been in, the one that's been investing more in the relationship but if you're feeling you know that you're investing more in the relationship then that's really a red flag you know that you're not mm. looking after yourself if you feel like you're the one that's doing all the giving you know then, then it's time to back off and create the space for the, your partner to do more because, you know, if you create a vacuum and create a space for your partner to then do more, they will do more. It, 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 but the thing is, I think human nature being what it is, we, we tend to want to then even give more because we're feeling like we're not giving enough. <laughs> and then we get even more resentful because yes. we're doing all the giving and all the investing, don't we? Oh, yes, I can totally agree with that. You're absolutely right. When when one party is investing or they feel like they're investing more than the other, 
it's, it's exhausting. It's really exhausting when that is the case and therefore they start to become a little bit resentful because they're putting in all of this effort and all of this extra work and feel like they're not getting anything back. And so when it comes down to the crunch and you give them that space, you give that partner who hasn't been investing all that much, you give them the space in order to do so and in order to give. And a lot of the time that's when you also start to realise is this going to keep you know is this going to keep going or is it time to part ways mm. and so it, it becomes a bit of crunch time then as to can you keep giving 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 without getting anything back and this comes back to the communication as well that we spoke about last time without getting feedback you don't actually know <laughs> if we're doing the right thing or not and so if we fall into that people pleaser uh, category it can be really exhausting, but it's also not allowing space. You feel like you're nagging that other partner for feedback and for them to invest something into the relationship. And so if we're not providing space in order for them to give feedback and not encouraging feedback, then they are going to be, when they do have to put in an effort and they do have to invest in the relationship, can be quite overwhelming for them at first. So it then provides them space on whether they want to continue that effort and invest into the relationship and start putting in more of an effort or if they're just, they're done. And, mm -hmm. and so, yeah, can make that e that decision easier on whether to part ways or to put in the effort. So if you're somebody at the moment that's feeling like you're investing more, you know, in the relationship as the, as the one that's, you know, probably, you know, feeling a bit resentful around that as well. Uh, I, I personally feel that it's a good red flag then to, for you to think to yourself, well, you know what, I need to just become a little less um, selfless and more selfish <laughs> and start yeah. focusing on yeah. me, you know, and my hobbies, my interests, what I want to do and saying no more, you know, if they're always making demands on you and you're always thinking, oh, I'll just drop my, what I want to do then and, and help them out, um, you know, it's time to think, well, you know what, I need to say no because, you know, this is affecting me and impacting me and my, my own well-being and self-care now. So now I need to be a bit more selfish. Absolutely. I'm all for selfishness. <laughs> It is definitely. And the thing is, there's, there's actually quite a bad rap around selfishness. I grew up thinking that, you know, if you did anything for yourself and not for anyone else, then you were just it was selfish. And that was a bad thing. You know, it was bad to be selfish. And in the last couple of years, I've actually learned that being selfish is possibly the best thing that I could be doing for my family and for my husband, my kids, and for myself. And being mm -hmm. able to spend that time in self-love as well, providing myself with the space and and um, love, I suppose, you know, to do things for myself, to spend that half an hour a day or 20 minutes a day only on me where it doesn't include anyone else and, and really fill my own love and care tank because then you are able to give. It replenishes and it refills your own cup so then you can give more, whether that be into the relationship, into the family, um, into everything, into your work. It, it really starts, again, with ourselves and loving ourselves and a lot of that is just comes down to self-care and not yeah. getting exhausted, not getting exhausted because when we people please, 
that that in itself is exhausting but we can mm. become quite resentful then when if we're not getting that feedback so yeah. stepping back really looking after ourselves and and pleasing ourselves doing things that make us and only us happy is then going to put us in a better mood in a better headspace and a better mindset to be able to handle anything that comes our way whether that be difficulties in the relationship um, pressures at work being stressed about something in particular you know that's happening in your life at that moment whatever it is if we're in that self-love and we we are confident and happy within ourselves definitely makes those pressures those outside pressures a lot easier to deal with and so it definitely helps to be in that space and, and step back really sort of step back from being the only person investing and start to love on ourselves a little bit more so we've got the energy to keep going if that's if that's what's going to happen you know if you're going yeah. to stay in your relationship then you need to have that energy and set those boundaries that i need this love and i need this care for myself in order to continue contributing and investing as much as you have been absolutely and i you know it's 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 taking ownership of that and responsibility for uh, you know making yourself responsible for your own well-being and happiness rather than your your partner and knowing you know that you're you're, you're worth that time that you're going to be spending on yourself you know literally if you do feel that you are investing too much um in in your relationship and not receiving um, much from your partner then you know make a list of all the positive traits you know all the all the good things about yourself that you admire and love and appreciate uh, you know and that, and that in itself as an exercise will start to redress the balance because you think you know what you know the scales have been tipped too much I've been putting them on a pedestal you know what I'm just as superhuman and, and, and marvelous as what they are <laughs> Yeah, definitely, definitely. And this was a thing too that I went through for a while. It was around, I suppose, I was lacking self-confidence in my body and the way that I looked. And um, <laughs> really good friend at the time, I was standing in front of the mirror and I just did not like the way that I looked. Like, oh, God, like, look at your ass. It's so big. Couldn't fit <laughs> into my jeans. Meanwhile, this is, you know, like in hindsight, I'm thinking, Ronnie, you're so hard on yourself. But at the time, I think I was only about six months postpartum. So still trying to, you know, wait for everything to spring back to what it was before. And I was just being really super harsh on myself and my body. And I wasn't happy with the, what I saw in the mirror. And <laughs> I was just like, God, Ronnie, you're so fat. What are you like? can't even get your jeans on. And a friend was there and she's like, Oi, would you tell that to your daughter? And I'm like, say what? And she said, would you tell her that she's fat? And I'm like, oh, God, no, no, I would never do that. And she's like, so why are you telling yourself? And I'm like, oh, oh wow. Like that was like a slap in the face. <laughs> really brought me back to being like, wow, okay, why am I telling this to myself? And so it's always a good thing if, you know, I was saying before, when we, when we give so much, we get exhausted, then we get resentful, and then we start to question our own self-worth as to why aren't they giving us feedback? Why aren't they invested in this relationship too? Why, why, why? And we can start to then put into our subconscious that we're not worthy enough. And it's exactly the same 
as, as what I just said, if you're not going to tell your best friend that, if you're not going to tell your own daughter that, your own son that, then, then don't tell it to yourself and really start to see the change in giving yourself more love. And if, if, something, if it comes down to reading affirmations in front of the mirror, looking at yourself and saying, you've got this, you're strong, you are worth everything, you know, you're worth the perfect relationship, you're worth the, t- and the love and the time, like you were saying, we are so worth that self-love and that 20 minutes, half an hour, an hour, whatever we can put aside for ourselves in a day to really love on ourselves and spend some time relaxing, whatever it is that we need in that moment, it completely changes the game and it does absolute wonders for our mindset for sure. Most certainly. Um, Another thing I wanted to try and address in this episode, Ronnie, was if somebody's actually on their own, they're not actually in a relationship and probably they've recently had a breakup and they're going through this isolation period on their own and feeling, you know, that if they were the injured party, you know, from the breakup, you know, wanting to try and get their ex back and, and the ex has probably moved on and maybe in a new relationship, you know, what, what advice would you give to that person around, um, you know, preparing for the, for the next phase of their lives? Mm, yeah, I think absolutely self-love and self-care. First thing, first utmost first thing is self-care, self-love. And remembering, reminiscing a little bit on what it's like to be single what you enjoyed doing by yourself or with friends before that relationship started, before you got into that partnership and, and trying all of those things again. If it's, you know, if it's windsurfing with friends, if you loved going down the beach and just reading a book by yourself, if you love turning some beats on and dancing around the house where you did the housework, if you liked horse riding, you know, whatever it was, what did you enjoy doing? Arts and craft as well. I'm not a crafty person myself, but colouring in, I used to love colouring in as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it, it sounds silly. People laugh at me, but I really enjoy colouring in as an adult. <laughs> you know, so spending a half an hour, just you know, get, get the pencils out and get a little bit creative and just connecting back with things that we liked doing by ourselves is is something really important to fill up that love cup and being mindful too that if that person you know if if we've been hurt in a relationship we found ourselves nearly single know that it's it's not on you as a person you know yes you you might need to do some mindset work and we we might need to find that happy single self again but if they've moved on so quickly and putting you in a world of pain in a world of hurt, there's a pretty good chance that they're also going through some emotional stuff that they don't know about yet. And so if you can be the first one out of that previous partnership, I suppose, to realise that you can love on yourself and you can be confident within yourself again, then that's a bonus. And so it doesn't matter whether their relationship's ended, both parties are going to have some form of hurt sitting there. And, and possibly dwelling up in underneath. And it might not show until, you know, months later, years later. But as, as the injured party, don't, don't, don't dwell in it, I think, is the biggest thing. It's just 
Try not to dwell in the pain and the hurt. Absolutely grieve. I can definitely grieve. You know, we whether it's a loss of a family member, whether it's a loss of a relationship, there is a mourning period that you have to give yourself in order to be able to move on and be able to grieve that relationship and that's completely fine. But it's when you dwell too much into the whys and the hows that we can find ourselves a little bit stuck in the mindset. So working on yourself, taking the courses, spending that time every day, doing what it is that you used to love doing and finding new things. Don't ever discount something new as well. If you might not have liked it in the past where you think, oh, no, I couldn't do something like that. Oh, no, I, I can't. Just try it. Really get out of your comfort zone and just try it because you might surprise yourself and really enjoy doing that, whether it's an activity, whether it's something like meditation. I used to think meditation was a bunch of woo-woo. I really did. I, a couple of years ago, I just think, wow, meditation, really? Like, that's for hippies. And, and then I found myself doing meditation. Oh, my Lord, it's the best thing. I, I could recommend it to anyone. Me too. But just meditation, being there with yourself, it's, it's to some people it might sound really silly. but it, And it took me a bit of practice to get into. It really did. I remember sitting there thinking like, why am I focusing on my breathing? I've got so much housework to do. <laughs> okay, that's not the point of this. <laughs> this is not the point of this, is it? And um, so it was a really tricky one to get into, but I, I really thought I would never enjoy something like that. I really thought, no way. But I tried it and it took a few goes and now I love it. I absolutely love it. And mm -hmm. so doing things that you, you wouldn't normally consider wouldn't normally think about give them a go yeah and give them a couple of goes because it can really yeah it can really open up a world of new possibilities and when you're trying all of these new and different things you suddenly find yourself thinking about everything other than the relationship that you've just been hurt by most certainly and you know what i love um about the advice you've just given is that you know you'll be the one that's getting rid of your baggage, whereas your, the, the previous partner probably isn't and is probably taking that baggage into that next relationship. Exactly. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. And I've seen this myself with, with friends in the past is a lot of the time, um, and I actually think that there was a little meme going around and on Facebook for a little while, but it was the difference between men and women and when they break up from a relationship the men are usually the ones like go out immediately, party, like, ooh, I'm free, and then end up in a bit of a slump weeks and months later because they're, they're then starting to go through the mourning of that relationship with the grieving, whereas the woman will often do all the grieving in the start and then realise her freedom and realise her self-confidence and all the things that she can do now because she's not attached and you know, so it's just a different grieving periods, I suppose, and different grieving ways between men and women. Um, but if if you feel like as an injured party that they haven't grieved and it looks like they don't care and they've moved on, there's a pretty good chance that there is something underlying there and, and they may very well be taking that baggage to the next relationship. So the best thing that you can do for yourself is to work on yourself and only yourself. And instead of asking yourself, 
why did he why did he leave me why doesn't she love me anymore whatever it is focus on what can I do to love myself more I think that's a really really big question to kick off with yeah and and being more mindful you know uh, around what you're saying to yourself you know that like you said it's fine to sort of give yourself permission to go through that grieving process you know, um, pain helps us grow and we always get great lessons on the back of uh, any, any pain. But suffering doesn't necessarily have to be long term on the back of that pain. You can, you know, there comes a point where you can, you can learn to forgive the situation, forgive yourself for any mistakes, forgive them for any mistakes and, and know that, you know, you, you've got this and, and can move on and you know, the, the thing is, like just spoke about, you can be that person then that, that's let go of your previous baggage to allow the space and time for a better relationship that's coming your way. Absolutely. Yep, yep, totally agree. Giving yourself that space, getting your self-confidence back and really working on loving yourself again will, will then attract the right person to you you won't need to go out looking and you won't need to I guess um, rely on anyone else to fill that void that you're feeling because there is no void you've got so much self-love in your cup from working on yourself and being happy within yourself that then it's going to attract someone to you that also has that so like attracts like we, you know, we can often, um, what is it? Misery finds company. Yeah. Usually the way it goes, isn't it? And so, so, you know, if we, if we're miserable, there's a pretty good chance that that's what we're going to attract someone who is also miserable, also has baggage from a previous relationship. And then if you're still carrying on that with that baggage, then it's, it's going to evolve into this just, bag full of issues in in that relationship and so if we can get rid of all of that if we can get rid of the baggage um you know and find a friend that will help us unpack it if that's what it is you know it's helping finding someone who, who will just help you unpack it and find your true self again then it, it will definitely set you up for a happier future and much much better relationship when the right person comes along yeah, and just know then that you know that you will have evolved and grown, and uh, you will attract a better relationship. There will be a silver lining. Just know, it probably doesn't feel like that now, but there will be a silver lining, and you'll think, "Well, what did I ever see in that person?" When you look back, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Hindsight, hindsight can be well, it can be a bitch sometimes, but hindsight can also be a really beautiful thing. <laughs> and so, learning, learning from the situations that we've been in I think is a really big key is finding the lesson amongst the pain because things think everything happens for a reason I'm a true believer in that you could just keep getting knocked down knocked down and if you get knocked down eight times just make sure you get up at least nine Mm. and so learning learning the lesson that came with the suffering and with the pain at that moment is a really good first step into making sure that it doesn't happen again and you don't land back into that pain and then also helps you move past and not let you suffer as such you know pain pain can be a really good thing if we learn the lesson if we're not learning the lesson then that's when it becomes suffering 
Yeah. We can't move on from that. <laughs> no, and we'll just keep repeating the same pattern in a new relationship, won't we, until we get that lesson? Absolutely. Yep, definitely, definitely. And that's where the, the retraining and the reframing of the subconscious really comes into play. Because if you find things on repeat, if the same thing keeps happening to you over and over again, there's a pretty good chance that it's so deeply ingrained in your subconscious you don't even know about it. Mm. And so it feels like we're constantly getting hurt and it feels like we're constantly the one in, in that shit shadow. But it's usually because we haven't learned a lesson previously that we've then changed enough and reframed enough that it doesn't happen again. Well, on that note, Ronnie, um, what is your best contact information for listeners? Um, because I know that you've got a program coming up for those that are listening to it in lifetime. So uh, I'd love for you to share your best contact. So anybody that's interested in uh, knowing more about Ronnie and what she does, then uh, please share. Yeah, definitely. Thanks, Lynn. So uh, probably the best one, best way to get in contact with me would be to find my Facebook group or even my personal profile, and that will send you to the private coaching group, which is just Mindsets and Marriages, Coaching with Ronnie. Um, if you search for that, join the group. There's just a couple of questions in there that I ask just to be able to help my members the best way I can. And in there, you'll find um, a few units that I've done for free, free coaching, trainings, really beautiful how to retrain our subconscious mind, which is super important. And in there, you'll also be able to stay up to date with all of the finer details for my next program, which will be mindset-based. It'll be going for about eight weeks, and that'll be starting on the 3rd of July. So I'm super excited about that one because... Anyone who's participated in the recent three-day three, three day boot camp that I did, we started to get some really good results just within three days. So there's going to be absolute magic after eight weeks of working together. So I'm super pumped about that. But just jump into the Facebook group, Mindsets and Marriages-Coaching with Ronnie, and you'll be able to stay up to date with everything there. Brilliant. And thank you once again for being a, an amazing guest, Ronnie. It's always a pleasure speaking to you. Oh, perfect. No worries. Thank you so much, Lynn, for having me back. I'm sure I'm sure that the listeners are getting something out, out of this. And um, yeah, can't wait to help who I can. Excellent. Well, on that note, listeners, I'm going to wrap up the episode. And uh, as always say, true love starts with opening our hearts. So until next time, goodbye for now. Thanks for listening to the Hearts Entwined podcast. You can follow Lynn via the Facebook group, Two Hearts Entwined, or search Lynn Smith, inspirational speaker at LinkedIn, or email lynn at hearts-entwined.com. That's L-Y-N at hearts-entwined.com. Remember, true love starts with opening our hearts.